Imagine being in the midst of a high-pressure, high-stakes environment where the pace is relentless and the stress is palpable. Now picture a person in the midst of this chaos and instead of succumbing to the stress, they're calm, centered, and fully present. They're not just surviving in the environment, they're thriving. Well, in the late 1970s, John Kabat-Zinn found himself in that very position. He was successful in his medical career, but he noticed the toll that stress was taking on his colleagues. He had been practicing mindfulness meditation in his personal life, and he could see how much better he was handling the stress. What if he could bring these practices into the hospital? What if he could teach doctors, nurses, and patients to be more present, to reduce their stress, and to find a sense of peace amidst the chaos? So he did something radical. He started a stress reduction clinic right in the heart of the hospital. He began teaching mindfulness meditation to patients, to doctors, to anyone who would listen. And the results were astounding. Patients reported less pain, less anxiety, and a better quality of life. Doctors reported better focus, less burnout, and more empathy for their patients. This was the birth of mindfulness-based stress reduction, a program that has since been replicated in hospitals and clinics around the world, helping millions of people to live happier, healthier lives. And it all started with one man, John Kabat-Zinn, who dared to bring mindfulness into an unlikely place. Welcome to Live, Love, Learn, a podcast where we delve into living life to the fullest, nurturing self-love and loving others, and embracing lifelong learning. I'm on a quest to discover happiness and contentment in a world increasingly fixated on negativity. I embark on this journey not only for myself, but with a deeper purpose, to leave a roadmap to happiness for my sons and to invite anyone else who wishes to join as I strive to live my life to its full potential. This is Live, Love, Learn, the podcast. I wanted to start today's episode off with something that I felt the need to say after a discussion with my wife about this journey, and it made me realize that I need to say something to my boys, who I hope will be listening to this one day, and to my wife and family who are currently listening. It's meant for anyone listening as well, but I just need my family to hear this. This podcast and journey are mine, and mine alone, so future Riley and EJ and current family listening, there's nothing you ever have to do when it comes to this podcast. You don't even have to listen, and I'm totally okay with that. I do not want you feeling pressure or stress that you need to be on this journey with me. I'm doing it because I know all of our lives will be better to some degree if I stay on this path. But it's my journey, not yours. It's a way to show you that I'm working on myself because I love you and I want you to have a better father, husband, brother, uncle, and son. The last thing I want for anyone listening to think that they're supposed to do any of this stuff or feel disappointed if they can't. You're enough being you and I love you. So never ever feel like you need to do anything that I am or that you would disappoint me if you didn't. Something happened to me tomorrow and you've already done more for me than you've ever needed to. And with that, I'll move on before I become a blubbering fool. And speaking of that, for the happiness highlight section, I wanted to mention that I was able to practice gratitude this week and specifically last night when I went to my sister's house. I was able to talk to my mom, sister, nieces, all of them except Hannah who was working, and my brother-in-law. And I was definitely emotional, but it felt good to let them know how much they mean to me. And I don't think you can ever go wrong by being honest with people who you're grateful for. The gratitude journal was a partial success as I was able to do it a few times last week. 
I'll continue to try and make it a stronger habit this week as well. But all in all, it was a great week culminating in what was overall a really, really fun time at my sister's for dinner last night. So take a moment to reflect on things that you're happy about or proud of this week. One of my friends from way back mentioned on Facebook that she was listening. And a couple years ago, she actually found how powerful it was to focus on positive aspects of her life on a daily basis. So Melissa... I'm so glad that you found that out, and I'm glad I'm now finding that out and finding how powerful it can be as well. And if you're listening, I hope it's the right time for you in your life that you can explore the power of focusing on the positive as well. But now let's explore how we can bring some of Kabat-Zinn's teachings into our own lives to improve our mindfulness and find our own sense of calm amidst the chaos. I found the story of John Kabat-Zinn interesting because if practicing mindfulness in what has to be one of the most stressful places, a hospital, I imagine how impactful it could be in a less stressful environment as well. I want to explore how to get deeper into mindfulness, but before we walk, we have to learn how to crawl. And since mindfulness has always been difficult for me with my ADHD brain, I've tried and failed miserably to meditate and was certain that it was hokum. Shout out to Sheldon Cooper. I have no real reason for referencing Friends last episode or Big Bang Theory just now, other than maybe the hopes that my sons will have a chance to watch the shows that I've enjoyed and maybe find a little bit of joy in the shows that brought me a lot of laughter. And if you think I won't reference The Office, well, I just did, but also you're wrong because I can guarantee that that pops up a few more times on this podcast. But let's get into some easy ways to start with mindfulness. First, you can start with a simple breathing exercise. You know how when you're stressed out, people just say something like, just breathe. Well, they're onto something. Mindfulness often starts with focusing on your breath. So here's a simple exercise you can do. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in. Hold it for a minute. Well, maybe not a minute, maybe just a moment. And then let it out slowly. As you do this, try to focus all your attention on the sensation of the breath entering and leaving your body. If your mind starts to wander, that's okay. Just gently bring your attention back to your breath. It's reportedly like a mini vacation for your mind. So I'm kind of excited about doing it. It also allows you to slowly learn how to keep your mind focused, which is valuable to all people, but even more valuable for those with mental health struggles. I actually don't like the term mental health, if I'm being honest. It makes me feel like it isn't a part of your body, that it's something separate from us, and I just don't think that's really accurate or fair. So I'm going to start calling it brain health. Maybe that way we can get rid of some of that stigma that it isn't a physical condition because it is 100% our brains. At least that's how I see it. The next thing you can do is try a mindful walk. You don't have to be sitting still to practice mindfulness, apparently. In fact, one of the ways I'm looking forward to practicing is by taking a mindful walk. Next time you're walking somewhere, try to really tune into the experience. Feel the ground beneath your feet. Listen to the sounds around you. Notice the colors and shapes you see. A familiar route can apparently seem like a brand new world when you pay attention to all those parts of a walk. So give that a try and work on fostering your ability to be in the moment. It should make it easier to be present when your kids want to play or anything else that you want to do a better job of being present for. Finally, you can practice mindful eating. Next time you're eating, try to do it mindfully. This means really paying attention to the experience of eating without distractions. Turn off the TV, put down your phone, and just eat. Savor the taste, the texture, the smell of your food. You'll be amazed at how much more you enjoy your meal. Plus, it's a great way to curb overeating. 
This is one I, in particular, want to work on because I have this strong habit of just putting TV on when I eat, and it's certainly a habit I would love to break out of. If you try one or all three, just remember mindfulness isn't about emptying your mind or achieving some state of bliss. It's about paying attention to the present moment without judgment. And the best part is, you can practice it anytime, anywhere. So, you know, why not give it a try? Well, that's what I'm going to do this week for sure. All right, it's that time of the podcast where we make a plan for actionable ways to practice mindfulness if we want to do that this week. The one for the most opportunities just based on our daily lives would most likely be mindful eating. And depending on your eating habits, you should have more than two chances each day to give that a try. So a couple extra opportunities are nice. My plan this week will be to try to do all three ways to practice mindfulness. My goal is to practice each way at least two times. I actually tried this with a delicious coconut milk latte while I was researching this week's podcast, and it was enjoyable to really focus on the taste, the warmth, the feel of the ridged coffee cup from Kawa, all of you local people who know what I'm talking about there. Even talking about it right now puts me back in that moment, and I can literally almost taste it, and it was delicious. So I have no doubt that being present is a very powerful tool. Well, I hope you have a great week. And if you want to try some mindfulness this week, I think mindful walking, eating, and breathing should be a couple of easy ways to get started. But remember, if that's not what you want to do and that's not a part of your journey, um, no judgments. I just want you to try to focus on making yourself happier whenever and wherever you can. Well, another episode is in the books. I'm not even sure if I'll pursue a deeper look into mindfulness next week or another topic because I still haven't heard back from that graduate assistant regarding a show appearance on gratitude. So if I do, maybe it will further that part. Or we'll be back into mindfulness and trying to get a little deeper into some other ways to practice depending on how this week goes. Sending love and positive vibes your way. And I hope we can all focus more on living, loving, and learning this week. See you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out to the show with topics that you would like me to explore or any other feedback that you think can improve this journey for myself, my sons, and anyone else listening, please email me at livelovelearnthepodcast at gmail.com. You still have the opportunity to be the first ever listener to email the show. It could be a very prestigious thing to have been the first, or maybe you'll be the only one ever. Equally exciting. You missed opportunity if you don't take advantage of it. If you're still listening, you know all about the book club already, and there's really only one question to ask. Why haven't you sent me an email yet? I kid, but seriously, be the first. Maybe I'll send you a prize. Who knows? I'm still reading The Body Remembers, and I'm about 65% of the way through. It's a long book, and there's a lot of information, so I'm okay with not racing through it. So as I finish that one up, I wanted to mention how I'm going to update this segment. I thought this would be a cool way to make a more structured book club that you or anyone else can follow along with whenever you want to read a particular book I'm working on. This way, I can hopefully be reading along with you even though this may be years from now. And I'm really hoping that Riley and EJ will find this at some point and enjoy reading books with their dad, whether I'm still around or not. So next week, I'll give you the book title that I'm gonna read next and how many chapters to read before the next show. So join along if you want, I'll have some guided questions and responses, so regardless of when you listen to this podcast, you can still be a part of the book club. And if you don't finish it by the next podcast release, uh, just wait to play it until you do. 
It's the perfect book club. You can just make the appointment to be done whenever it works for you. I'm also going to look for ways to complement this with social media so that there can be maybe some real time or not even maybe not so real time conversations, depending on when you find this show. So tune in next time to find out what the book is. I feel like this first one has to be a good one. So maybe that could be the subject of the first email you send to the show. I feel like I'm pandering at this point, but I think this might be the week. I really do. So thanks again for supporting me on my journey and see you next time.